Nerd Talk, Dork Talk, Real Talk, the coolest podcast ever, The Kenny Ho Show. It's showtime. This is what I live for. Hey, hey, what up? It's old Kenny here with you for a brand new episode of the Kenny Ho Show recording and hopefully posting. I have the day off. It's possible. Don't hold your breath. But recording and possibly posting on the saddest day in the goddamn calendar year. That's right. It's February 14th. It's Valentine's Day. A.K.A. Sad Day. A.K.A. Teardrops on my guitar on loop all day day. A.K.A. I wanted to say haagen Day, but let's, let's be honest. I can't afford that shit, bro. We're about to lose this fight for the rent not to go up. I couldn't afford haagen before. At this point, it's a pipe dream. So rather, it's the no-name, like, two-liter tub of... What is it called? Like, Napoleon, Napolitian, whatever. You know the type. The three flavors, the chocolate, the strawberry, and the vanilla, all in one. Massive, dirty tub of three nan nan. No way in hell this is legitimate ingredients. Family size ice cream before one day. Now, I'm not a New Year's resolution type of guy, but I imagine if I were, if my New Year's goals were to be slim and sexy, and I put up a good fight through the first month and a half of the new year, this would be the day that I give up. If I've got greater willpower than most, which in a way I do, because the amount of times of just kill yourself, just kill yourself, cross my mind, and I haven't done it, You may be listening to the strongest-willed man on the entire planet. So I imagine I would be stronger-willed than these jabronis who give up by the third week of January. But once you hit February 14th, I realize what's the point. This will never happen for me. I'm never going to get me a proper girl. I'm never going to get me a baby girl. Let's stop doing this mydling bullshit just kind of in the middle. You know, I ain't in horrible shape, but I certainly ain't in good shape. Let's just go one way or another. Let's be a Sith about it. Let's not. It's either black or white. There is no middle. It's either slim or, in my case, be a fatty. So today is the day on the calendar year I would down myself the entire goddamn tub of ice cream. And I guess it's a sugar rush or whatever, but you feel good. Or maybe it's you know Anne Hathaway, one of the... I'm sure I'm watching an Anne Hathaway movie later on and have in the past. But you just feel good about yourself. You're, damn, life's worth living. I feel so good about myself. And then like two hours later when you crash and the movie's over... Why am I saying you? I meant me. I'm just in the, in the crying corner crying but with the shakes got the old crack addict shakes without the crack because i'm not living dangerously you know i ain't brave i'm just there shaking and pouting and crying being like why did i just do that to myself why don't i have an anne hathaway because you're a loser you should just kill yourself i've got strong willpower i got strong willpower now of course i'm screwing around but i mean 
I guess recently, more recently, like these past few years, but there's definitely been times in my life where this was not far from the truth. Where Valentine's Day would bother me. I mean, there has been other years where I've been a naive child where I'm like, I'm excited. I'm going to get me a girl this year. I'm definitely going to go on a date. I'm going to ask this girl out. Of course, it never works out. I don't think I've... Oh, my goodness. I guess the one time I was out on Valentine's Day was actually uh, probably like eight, nine years ago at this point. I was still in theater school. We had a show and the run would run through Valentine's Day. So David came out that night. Not not like out of the closet. He would do that years later by confessing he loved to usher and such. But no, man, he just came out to the show that night. And traditionally, we always go out for a meal after one of my shows. And so that night, I don't know why why we ended up going to this place. I think everything else was closed or we couldn't get a seat everywhere else. So we went to this place. They looked like they were closed, but they took us anyway. And I just remember these people being so nice to us. Like they were bringing us extra sodas. I gave the guy a dirty look. I'm like, because I'm from the hood. You always have to pay for extra sodas in the hood. And back then I was so poor. I'm like, I didn't ask for this extra soda. This thing's like $4. I can't afford it. But it turns out it's one of those places. They'll give you free refills. That's why they're charging you four bucks for it or whatever. But they were so nice to us. I'm like, that's the best service ever. They didn't charge me for the extra pop. Cool, let's give them a really big tip. And then afterwards, we were driving home. I turned to David. I'm like, that was really weird, wasn't it? Like, that's the best service I've ever had in my entire life. And he's like, yeah. And he goes out a lot. You know, he has a girlfriend and he had a girlfriend back then. I think it was the same girlfriend back then. But that's beside the point. Whatever. He used to go out a lot. So he's like, that is the best service we've ever had. And I was just like, why did they do that? And then I realized for the show... I had mascara on and I didn't take off said mascara when we went out. And because, you know, we were going out for dinner and back then, you know, I hadn't given up yet. So I would dress, I would dress all right. I dress pretty nice. And of course, David's going out to a show. So he dressed up as well. But then it dawned on me. I put two and two together. I realized they thought we were gay. It makes perfect sense, doesn't it? The way the girls, the the waitresses looked at us, they're like, oh, these two adorable dandies. Aren't they precious? They're like coming at the end. They're both visible minorities. Their parents definitely don't support this. You know, they're brought up to, to be like nay to gay. They're struggling to come out of the closet. So they're coming at the end where no one will see them. Oh, aren't they adorable? These two lovely, lovely penis loving homosexuals. But honestly, I didn't care. I got free pop and the best service I've ever received ever. This was, as I said, eight, nine years ago. Nobody has topped it since. I feel like if that's the way I'm going to get good service, every time I go out with the guys, I'm putting on mascara. And every time they ask me if I want to refill on my pop or water or tea or whatever, I'll be like, yes, I do. That would be fabulous. All right, and I'm back on mic. I had to stop a little bit just now. They were uh, doing more construction. Once again, this goddamn place is doing more construction. I guess they got to keep up the facade that they're actually putting in money into this place to justify the rent increase. Even though a couple weeks ago, I was stuck in the elevator that they supposedly put in 300K to fix for about an hour. It was ridiculous. That's a story for another time. We're talking Valentine's Day on this Valentine's Day episode or this hopefully anti-Valentine's Day episode. 
I'll throw in some racial slurs and sexist things at the end. It'll 100% be the anti-Valentine's Day special. So where was I? I talked about the David story. Oh yes, Valentine's Day. Haven't given a rat's ass in a while because I'm dead on the inside. But this year, turns out I'm not completely dead on the inside. This is the worst news I've gotten in a really long time. This also ties into the theme of the last two episodes. Yep, you guessed it. Natasha update. And if for a second you thought, hey, that's a hey, he sounds like he's excited. Something good happened. You know, bless your heart. I suppose we need more positive, relentlessly positive, I guess, people like you on this planet. But no, definitely not good news. Perhaps on the surface it is. Like we talked. We hadn't spoken for just just about a month, which is one of the longer streaks in the past couple of years. We've gotten progressively closer. Did I say this last time? But we've gotten progressively closer over the four years I've known her. And over the past couple of years, we've become, I thought we were pretty tight. She's always got a reason for why we're not hanging out outside of work. You know, we make our plans and she never comes through on them. But outside of that, we were very, very, I thought we were very, very tight. You know, she trusts me with her deepest, darkest secrets. And, you know, when I go to her with mine, she blows me off. I figured she trusts me enough with her deepest, darkest secrets. We're tight. Um, So yeah, one month not talking. That's probably the longest streak we've gone over the past two years at least. And you know what? Don't get me wrong. Life's pretty long. And how, you know, nothing that I want to come true ever does. Not only am I not going to die young, I'm probably going to make it well past 100. I'm going to break some records. Like, I'm going to be interviewed on the news or whatever the hell will replace the news in 70 years or whatever. They'll be like, how do you feel about being 125 years old and breaking a world record? They stick the mic or iPhone or whatever to my face and I'll be like, it's the worst thing ever. I'm a prisoner of my own mind and I'm too old and feeble to even off myself. There's a pillow over there, dear. You mind just putting it over my head and putting me out of my misery? The reporter will be like, oh, and he's funny. We hear he had a podcast for like 30 years. It may as well not existed because of the low amount of listeners it got week in and week out. Back to you in the holographic newsroom. Well, you know what? We're not going to both be at that job forever. At some point, I'll probably have to crawl back to that other gig I left because that's a full-time gig. Pays better than here. Better union. I hate it, but sometimes you got to pay the bills. Sometimes you got to pay the price for not chasing your dreams when you were a kid. Squandering all of God and my biological father's gifts to me. So I'm like, you know what? I better go talk to her. Let me let me be the bigger man here and go talk to her. I'm not the bigger man. Even though she's a beautiful woman, she's definitely tougher than I am and in so many ways is the bigger man. But in this way, I'm like, let me be the bigger man. So I made her lunch and because it's close to Valentine's Day, I'm like, you know what? Let me get her a Valentine's Day card. I'll be honest, anyone who got a Valentine's Day card from me, they only received one because I'm like, I want to give Natasha a Valentine's Day card. I need something. I need some reason to go talk to her. But I almost screwed it up because I went over to where she works and she works with two other girls there. So I put down the lunch because I have to sort through these cards to hand them to these girls. So I put it down on a table, which is like, I don't know, probably eight feet away from where Natasha is. I give these two girls the card. Then I'm going to go back for the lunch, right? But as I'm going back, I look up and I could see she's kind of looking back at me. She had her back towards me. She's kind of looking back and she had this look on her face like, I don't know if it was nervous or 
concerned or disappointed or something because she thought I wasn't giving her a card. Because those two other girls, it was here you go and here you go. No more than like six seconds apart, right? But for her, I turned around. I had to go back eight feet to go get lunch. So it was a solid, it probably wasn't that long, I noticed, so I moved as quick as my fat ass would let me. But it was more than six seconds. Even if it was 15, 20 seconds, I could tell, like, she thought she wasn't going to get a card. She thought that we were in such bad shape that she wasn't going to get one. But when I did finally retrieve the lunch, walk back to her, and handed her her card, like, she was so excited. You know, put a smile on her face. She really liked it, and... Even though she wasn't making eye contact with me, it just made me feel good. You know, I'm like, yeah, there it is. I'm making her smile again. Haven't done that in a month. And we talked. We talked for maybe 10 minutes. But unfortunately, I didn't stick to the plan. The plan was whatever she says, Kenny, just freaking take it. Take it on the chin, I told myself. But of course I didn't. I'm a soft ass and I take so much on the chin. But of course, with this woman who I care about so much, who I'm going to flat out and say it, who I love... You know, not so much romantically. I mean, there have been times where I've been into her. But overall, the majority of our relationship, the majority of the four years I've known her, I wouldn't say the majority of the four years I've known her I've been, I, that I've loved her, but it's been, like, mostly platonic. There's a time in my life where I'm like, you know, I'd like to hook up with a girl at work, and she was definitely someone on that list. But that lasted, I don't know, three weeks I'm like, you know, I'm too soft for this shit. I'll just be friends with her. But for the past two years, I've taken this girl into my heart, my black, black heart, and I've loved her. And I'm like kicking myself in the ass. I'm like, why did I not just take it on the chin? Why did I get defensive to anything she had to say? Now, don't get me wrong. I feel like she was bullshitting me. I feel like, you know, she wasn't going to lose any of the arguments. She used uh, some classic textbook moves on me. She used uh, selective truth. And flat out ignoring some truths. Those are two very potent moves. I got no defenses for it. I'm just like, oh, I guess so. I guess you're right. It's not until after the fact I'm like, wait a minute. That seems like horse shit. There's more to that story that she left out. She only included the stuff that made her point. She ignored the stuff that made my point. And this other story just seems fake to me. Of course you're going to win if you're just going to say things that aren't true. I'd win every single argument if I operated that way. And there was moments I poured my heart out to this girl. I was surprised how much I got out. Usually I think of these things and I say none of it. This time I thought of a lot of things and said most of it. But there's a couple times, I don't know, she seemed to, I don't know, there's a moment she laughed and I'm like, and I crossed my mind, like, why the hell is she laughing? Like, I'm pouring my heart out to her. And another time she just kind of like shrugged her shoulders and it breaks my freaking heart. Whatever's left of it to say, but I think even though, you know, we almost patch things up, I don't think we have. Because I sent her a text this morning. Because, I, as I said, like, there was a time in my life, like, it bothered me that I didn't have a girl on uh, February the 14th. And I, didn't, and I didn't want her to feel that way. So I sent her a text. Nothing. Nada. No reply. I kind of expected it. But after the conversation we had, I felt like we were on good enough terms that she might write me back. You know, I'm sure if we ever get a chance to talk about it, she'll make up some bullshit and why she didn't reply at all. Because... As I've already pointed out, now it could be incorrect, but she seems to have this ability to say things that are only true to an extent or completely false, but serve her purpose quite well. But honestly, I don't even know what to do. I think I need to just walk away. She's a red shirt. I'm looking for a blue shirt. Because at some point, I got to show myself a little bit of respect here. It's like, well, you know, well, I don't know. I'm pretty good to you. 
I don't know that you're going to find people who are this good to you, who aren't trying to actively bang you and then get the hell out of there. I don't know, I actually care about you as a person, uh, but uh, I don't know, I don't, really, I don't really need to jump through hoops to, you know, deal with your problems. This is ridiculous. I mean, I'm crazy and I do a lot of shit that's backwards, but uh, I don't know, I feel like uh, I should draw the line here, but no promises. There could be an update next week, but I doubt it. I think for now, at least for now, she and I, well, we've probably had our last personal conversation. And it seems pretty appropriate that it happens on the worst day in the calendar year. All right, what else do I got? Actually, I've always wondered, where did this bullshit come from? Where did Valentine's Day come from? Like, did Hallmark just pick a day? They're like, we need to, we need to, our CEO did something real stupid. He thought celebrating Nazism and the Holocaust were a great idea. I've never seen that many cards unsold before. We gotta come up with some shit. We need to sell some cards. Uh, maybe we'll get into chocolate and like flowers, huh? We also have a flowers department. Don't sell enough of those. Oh, all right, well, we'll just uh, make up this one bullshit holiday that incorporates uh, uh, these cards we need to move, uh, picking up our flower sales. I don't know. We'll get into the chocolate game too. We're gonna. Don't we own a pharmaceutical wing? We're gonna give people diabetes. And then help them cure it. Or at least sell them medicine that mostly cures it, but never to the point where, where they won't take it anymore. I heard the CEO telling his wife that he wants to do a white power series. He wants to do, he wants to make the KKK cool again. I feel like that's going to put us in the hole again. We got to think ahead here. But let's actually see with one quick Google search where Valentine's Day comes from. Let's see, Valentine's Day origin. Alright, what do we have here? Alright, the first thing, the first Google result is something off of NPR. It says, The ancient Romans may also be responsible for the name of our modern day of love. Emperor Claudius II executed two men, both named Valentine. Are these guys dandies? Like, were they executed together? Did one of them have mascara on? And they waited until the end of the night to go get their dinner. And they're like, aha, we caught you, you fluffies. Off with their heads. But I digress. Said these two dandies were off on February 14th. Oh, of different years in 3rd century. All right, kills, kills my story. Their martyrdom was honored by the Catholic Church with celebrations of St. Valentine's Day. What? Like, didn't people get axed left, right, and center for all kinds of shit? Like, oh, the Earth's not the center of the universe. Off with your head. Earth's not flat. Off with your head. I stole this loaf of bread so my family don't starve. Off with your head. That's nonsense. That has to be fake. Screw you, NPR. The his history.com. I don't know. That sounds legit to me. Let's go there instead. I need a second opinion. That NPR one seemed bogus. Because if they're naming days after guys who got killed... On the same day, just because they have the same name, there'd be a there'd be a day for everybody. There'd be a David Day, a Kenny Day, a Germain Day. There'd definitely be a couple Germain Days throughout the year, right? Huh? I told you I get some racist shit in there at some point. All right, before I lose my show, ha? Who? I'm not losing my show unless SoundCloud gains a conscience. I'm the executive producer on this show. We're already losing money. You can't lose any more money doing the Kenny Ho show than it, than it does already. Let me see if I can 
rope in like some feminist joke by the end of the day. All right, so on History.com, the legend of St. Valentine, the history of Valentine's Day and the story of its patron saint is shrouded in mystery. He was a dandy. He loved the company of other men. He was super gay. I hope that's what it says, but it does say, we do know that February has been long celebrated as a month of romance. Yeah, by everyone but me. And that St. Valentine's Day, as we know it today, contains vestiges of both Christian and ancient Roman tradition. Like crying in a corner? Is that what they did back then? But who was St. Valentine and how did it become associated with his ancient right? He's a piece of shit that's made my life tougher is who he is. The Catholic Church recognizes at least three different saints named Valentine. Or Valentinus. I guess... Valentine was like the equivalent of John or Steve back then. Oh, all of whom were martyred. I don't know. Is there any Johns and Steves that are martyred? I spoke too soon. One legend contends that Valentine was a priest. I don't like where this is going. Who served during the 3rd century in Rome when Emperor Claudius II decided that single men made better soldiers than those with wives and families, he outlawed marriage for young men. That's a crock of crap. I'm a single man. I don't have a wife. I don't even have prospects. I don't even have hope at this point. I'm a girl best friend. Never, never mind a wife. Like Natasha never has to sleep with me and she's still like, get the hell out of my life. I cannot actually imagine anyone above a three who would be down to to hook up with old kenny at this point in the game and honestly i'd rather gain the courage and hang myself than hook up with a, a real mutant you know and back on point like i'm a single man if i got conscripted today i'd be thrilled why because i know my timeline is not 100 plus it's you know maybe 100 plus hours depending on how long they they give me before they ship me out I guess I'll be fighting the Chinese at this point. Canada's beefing with China a bit. I'm like, fellow countrymen, I come unarmed. Put me out of my misery. I'm not here to hurt you, but I totally expect you to treat me like every other some bitch on this planet who I leave alone and who I'm nice to. I expect you to hurt me. Open fire. Like right there, they'd lose one soldier who's not even trying. But if I were married, that means... The girl would have to be at least a solid 7 out of 10. You could do a 6.5, but you can't marry a 6.5. She gotta be at least 7 and up on the outside, and like a 15 out of 10 on the inside. So let's say that's like Anne Hathaway, who's like, you know, 8 out of 10. If I'm married to Anne Hathaway, you send me to war, I'm winning that war. Like, I will be the most brutal soldier you've ever met. Mustard gas, ketchup gas... Nuclear weapons, I don't care what it is. I'm winning that war. I'm killing everybody on the other side. No women, no children. Nope. Women are vindictive. They'll come and kill me in my sleep. Children, they're only mini versions of men. I'm taking them out before they take me out of my marital bliss. Me and Anne Hathaway. on our like four kids. I gotta tie her down somehow. I'm knocking her up four times. I got something to live for. What are you talking about? Single men make for better soldiers. Single men like me are ready to die. You're just making it seem cool. He died at war. Was it a DIA or something? Died in action? My family would actually be proud of me for once. This Claudius guy was backwards in more ways than one. He was Roman, right? So I'm sure he was like nailing goats and guys and stuff. 
All right, but back on point. So Valentine, realizing in the injustice of the decree, defied. I thought that said defiled Claudius. I'm like, whoa, I was right. Defied Claudius and continued to perform marriages for young lovers in secret, which is a waste of time, right? In secret. So like it doesn't count. It's not official. So A, they don't get to, you know, skip conscription. They still get conscripted. And if the dude's right, single men are better soldiers, then you've unofficially made this guy a worse soldier dude i understand you want to you know do the right thing here but if the dude's right you've damned us all you've made a shitty soft army you've made an army full of old kennies i i I can guarantee you you will not win any wars with an army full of old kennies you're not gonna win the war of the words the war of the sexes the war of the world no war they we get yelled at and we'll be damaged for years. The bullet could literally land 75 feet away from you and you're done. Your mind is gone. No wonder they wanted to hang this Valentine guy. He damned them all, including me. Your holiday is the worst thing ever. At least during Christmas, Boxing Day comes a day after. I get some sweet-ass deals. Valentine's Day, I'm just destroying my guitar. One teardrop at a time, bud. All right, so there's another story here. Other stories suggest that Valentine may have been killed for attempting to help Christians. I almost said Christmas. I read Christmas. I'm like, oh man, they're about to debunk my Christmas is way better than Valentine argument. But no, for attempting to help Christians escape harsh Roman prisons where they were often beaten and tortured. According to one legend, an imprisoned Valentine actually sent the first Valentine's greeting himself after he fell in love with a young girl, possibly his jailer's daughter. Ooh, that sounds so gay. I know he fell in love with a young woman, but the imprisoned Valentine. It's just like Fabio in a, in a jail cell. Do you like imagine that too? But I digress. So what was Fabio up to? Oh yeah, he, he had a thing for his jailer's daughter who visited him during his confinement, probably because he has such beautiful hair. Before his death, it is alleged that he wrote her a letter signed from your Valentine, an expression that is still used today. Oh, I think that's what screwed me. I didn't write that on Natasha's card. I wrote, no, that's not a boner in my pants. It's all making sense now. Although the truth behind the Valentine legend is still murky, The stories all emphasize his appeal as a sympathetic, heroic, and most importantly, romantic figure. By the Middle Ages, I don't know, dandy's more like it, but I digress. But I don't really want to get into this. By the Middle Ages, perhaps thanks to his reputation, Valentine will become one of the most popular saints in England and France. Yeah, in England and France, here in Canada, we don't give a shit. At least I don't give a shit. I don't, feminists don't give a shit. Oh, here we go. Let's see if I can pull it off. Feminists are like, I don't need no man to save me from a life of no romance and love. Another woman can do that for me. I just need to make myself really, really butch, get good at carpentry, get real fat, cut my hair down, and barely look like a woman, and barely pass as a woman. Who's winning now? patriarchy I'm not saying I'm winning I mean if I were if I was like good looking uh successful and like doing Anne Hathaway I'd be like 
Yeah, you're really winning there, sir, ma'am. But as it stands, I'm like, ah, this butch broad. She's a carpenter. She's a respected professional. And she eats like on-brand Chef Boyardee's and has haagen instead of a tub of generic branded ice cream. She's probably not crying on February 14th. I mean, her parents are, don't get me wrong, but she's probably not because turns out women will love anybody outside of old Kenny, romantically or not, technically female or not. Ah, Valentine's Day. Screw you, Fabio Valentine. You really ruined my life. I'm glad that goat-loving... Man doing Roman piece of trash guy sent you to your death. If he hadn't done it, I would have done it myself. Ah, who am I kidding? I'm soft. I would have been like, oh, it's okay, Valentine. You ruined my life, but I don't know. You seem like a nice guy. All right, that's it. That's uh, the. I didn't get as anti Valentine as I would have liked. I managed to work in some racism and some anti feminism, but I don't know. I still feel like there's more hate I could have given. On this day of love, I feel like I could have given more hate. Ah, Natasha's right to not like me. I'm a failure on every front. But it makes for one hell of a Kenny Ho show, doesn't it? Alright, that's it. That's episode 193, I believe, of the Kenny Ho show. Seven... I was going to say weeks, but I mean episodes. Seven episodes. It might not be seven weeks. I may need a couple weeks... To put together all the pieces. I'm working real hard on it. I know I'm building it up. There's no way this show can live up to the hype. I'm building it up. But it's good. Honestly, 200 has given me focus. Because work is work. Whatever. You make your money. You pay your bills. You know. Once you get past that much. Once you're like consistently able to get your bills paid. It's like that's great. I'm glad I can do that much. But should have known this when i was a kid but there is more to life you really do need to chase your dreams you gotta you gotta do something with your life you know making ends meet should not be your life especially well i mean if you're a three out of ten if you're a real marglar looking some bitch then maybe you know the fact that someone hired you and gave you enough hours to to make ends meet that might be enough for you but if you're not even if you're homely like old kenny but hardly consider yourself a three out of ten I feel like on a good day, I'm like, I don't know, like a five. You got to do more with your life. And episode 200 has been great. Episode 200 has given me lots to do, lots to drive towards. And maybe it won't show. Maybe the final product won't show that I've put in so much work because it is not, it's not just about the content. I mean, I'll get more into it come episode 200. Maybe, I don't know, or at some point. But just know I'm working my ass off to get 200 to be good at least memorable but that's still seven to probably nine weeks i don't think it'll hit 10 weeks so seven to nine weeks from now it'll be the kenny ho show episode 200 but we got plenty of shows before then and that's and I, i'm always forgetting i'm like oh let me put this joke into 200 let me put this joke into 200 I'm like well i need some jokes before then i can't put like static on the next eight episodes I mean, I might be funny if I do it once. I've talked about it so many times. I should just do it and see if anybody even notices. But you can't do eight episodes like that. Somebody's going to notice. Somebody's going to be like, hey, man, this isn't really episode 200. This is technically 193. 
You put seven episodes of Static up, hoping no one would know or care. I'm like, hey man, I just lost one of my best friends of the past four years. And it was over a joke. Are you surprised that I wouldn't be surprised if it turns out no one gave a shit about old Kenny? Hmm? Did one of your best friends just dump you? No? Then bite me. I don't know who I'm getting angry at. Nobody talks to me like this. Lots of people talk to me like I'm a nobody, but no, none of the audience of the Kenny Ho Show ever is like, hey, you're a jerk-off, old Kenny, huh? Everyone's pretty good. Everyone likes the jokes. Especially the racist jokes and the sexist jokes. I don't know if that speaks more about me or more about you. But I leave that one on you. I'm not thinking about this. Only you can decide who's the worst person. Me who's saying it or you who loves it. All right. Until episode 194, you take care of yourself. Elizabeth Olsen, I hope you're listening and I hope you're impressed. Toodles! Toodles!